0: Welcome to God Signs, with your host, J.R. Bucklew, President and CEO of Deaf Bible Society in Arlington, Texas. I'm Marshall Lawrence. Today you're going to meet a charming young woman who had a very clear understanding of where she felt God wanted her to go in her life. So she worked hard, and she studied, and she prepared, and then she learned that God had something else in mind for her after all. She had to make some hard decisions and give up something very dear to her. But what she found in following God was even more precious. So let's get right to it. J.R., start us on our journey.
1: Our scripture for today comes to us from Acts chapter 1. I'll be reading starting in verse 6 from the English Standard Version. It says, So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, Two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. What an amazing passage, even as week after week we're able to come together and discuss what it means to make Christ known among every deaf person. For you and I, we better understand Christ. We get to know who he is more. We understand the character, the nature of God. We understand his redemptive plan. We begin to understand how all these things come together because we have access to the word of God in our language. We have so many resources, an embarrassment of riches, if you will, available to us, the Bible in hundreds of versions, whichever language style you prefer best, we can get that in the English language, whichever commentary series, whichever pastor you like to listen to, we have access to that. We have access to thousands of podcasts, thousands of radio broadcasts. We have access to so much Yet so many people around the world don't have access to anything. Um, by now, you will have learned there are over 400 sign languages around the world. 400 sign languages! There are more versions of the Bible available to us today in the English language than there are sign languages in the world. And yet, not one of the over 400 sign languages has a complete Bible. Now, we're we're so thankful that, uh, that we do have the New Testament available to us in American Sign Language. We're super excited that next year we'll be getting close to being able to celebrate the completion of the Old Testament in American Sign Language. And still, even in that excitement, even in the joy that we have, there's still a really... Uh, a heavy feeling because as we look out, uh, those in my office who work day in and day out on the mission to make God's word available in every sign language still have the awareness that that means now one sign language has a full Bible and no other sign language even has a full New Testament. That's a big deal. That's huge. And for you, most people, you're probably thinking, well, you know, I, I, I only, I thought there was only one sign language. I had no idea that there's more than one sign language. And that's okay. You know, our mission is, this is not a, a guilt trip mission. This isn't to say, hey, you have done something wrong. Our mission here with you this morning, week in and week out, is to say, let us show you what God is doing and making his name great among the nations, specifically among deaf people. Come on an adventure with us. See the organizations like Deaf Missions and DOOR International and even Wycliffe Bible Translators and others who are actively working with deaf communities to say, hey, what can we do to make God's word available in your sign language? Organizations like DOOR and the IMB who are doing church planting targeting deaf people, training deaf pastors and deaf leaders. Come on this journey with us. And our hope is that you become an advocate. You become an ambassador. You become someone who says, you know, I may not know the science of it all, but I know, I know that it would be God's will that he would be made known among every people, and that includes the deaf, and that you would join us in praying, and that you would join us in Advocating, sharing with your church, your small group, your Sunday school class, your Bible study group, wherever it is you meet with God's people, that you with us would become that ambassador that goes into that community and says, hey, did you know this? Was I the only one that didn't know this? And you'll find that you're not alone. It's, as I've come to call it, this sort of innocent uh, ignorance. It's just we don't know what we don't know. But God, in His uh, infinite wisdom, is uh, it, c- it continues to amaze me in His mysteriousness and how He weaves His people together to accomplish His will, uh, and which you know really makes me excited because He continues to bring people into my life, into our lives at the Deaf Bible Society and other places uh, with stories of of of. Just amazing transformations, amazing testimonies of how he's pulled people out of darkness, how he brought them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Stories of how he moved them where they were running down one track and they thought, yep, this is what the Lord is going to do in my life. And then all of a sudden, nope, 180, I'm going a totally different direction. You remember uh, the interview we had with Marshall and this discussion of, well, <laughs> I'm I work in music, I work in radio. Uh, this is what we do. We're a musical family and then boom. God says, well, "Let me do something really fun. Let me give you a child that's going to be deaf. That doesn't that doesn't enjoy the same things that you do." Uh and then not only that, not only am I going to do a work in you through this experience, but I'm going to take you on a whole new journey. Uh uh, th- this this idea that I, I wonder if someone were to have approached Marshall while he was uh, uh, a disc jockey at a rock station and said, hey, one day you're going to create a television show in American Sign Language for deaf kids. What, how would he have responded to that? Because there must have been no way he could even fathom, like, wh- where is that coming from? And the Lord did a work in his life. Well, I'm excited to have with us today someone who is a dear friend and a dear colleague at Deaf Bible Society, uh, Chantel Pagan, who serves as our Chief Advocacy Officer. Um, A little bit of a mouthful, so I'm hopeful she'll be able to spell that out for us. Uh, But Chantel, welcome to our program.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, You, unlike some others we've had on the program were We've talked about myself being a child of deaf adults. There are others, like Marshall, who has a deaf daughter. That was his segue into deaf ministry. You're not related to a deaf person, are you?
2: I am not. And so what I like to share with people is that just like you would associate yourself as being a CODA, I associate myself as a nerda, not even related to deaf adults. So my background and just growing up, I didn't have great exposure to deaf culture or to any sign language, American sign language, specifically here in the United States until um, later on in life.
1: And you, did you grow up um, in the Christian faith? Did you grow up in church? What was your background there?
2: Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are both believers and they themselves were also um, grown in the faith by my grandparents. Um, both of my grandfathers are actually uh, ministers and so my father as well so we had a lot of experiences in the context of church um, growing up
1: so growing up your father was actively uh, pastoring and this was um, you said a Hispanic congregation was was it English speaking services was it Spanish services what did that look like
0: Mm
2: -hmm. so I grew up with understanding of simultaneous um, language learning from birth. Mm. And so in my household, we spoke both English and Spanish. And so in the church setting, the majority of our services were actually primarily led in Spanish until I was probably in elementary school. Mm. At that point in time, my parents um, moved further into having a separate service that was specifically for English speakers or what we like to say as second-generation Americans. Mm.
1: And today you serve with us at Deaf Bible Society, but um, certainly your journey into ministry um, didn't start at Deaf Bible Society. Um, When did you first begin to feel a call to ministry, and what did that look like?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I was 17 years old and I had just started um, my first semester in college, and I was accepted to the University of New Mexico on a full-ride scholarship for music. So um, I relate closely with Marshall's story and having a great passion and a desire to pursue music full-time. My heart's desire was to then use that, use music, use music education in the context of the church and to develop others to be excited and passionate about what we find in scripture as it pertains to how people of the biblical times celebrated Christ and worshiped regularly
1: through song through songs through music mm-hmm. and, wow. and so were you were you singing were you part of a praise group were you uh, what, what what did the the active function of ministry look for look like for you
2: Mm-hmm. I grew up um, singing since I can remember. It was just a part of, of who I um, am and who I was a lot more back then, I would say. Mm-hmm. My given name um, by my father is Chantelle Eliza, and it actually means singer in a stony place. <laughs> and so um, when my mom was pregnant with me, it was a very difficult pregnancy. I'm one of, of four kids the last um, for her and so going through that pregnancy journey for her um, my dad was very intentional in seeing that she was constantly praising constantly singing constantly worshiping and that's where he um, felt I would be given the best name that was a resemblance Mm -hmm. of my mom's journey in pregnancy
1: so you're 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 born into almost prophetically into the ministry of music and worship and and ushering people into worship, but that look your ministry today looks slightly different in what at least what you do uh, as a full-time uh, job working at Deaf Bible Society. What I don't know if the right way to say this would be what happened, but what what happened? How did you go from this? sort of full-on pursuit of serving in music to then kind of crossing over to a different world, being the deaf world, and engaging with sign language. Mm-hmm. What 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 happened?
2: Well, it was definitely um, an experience, to say the least. But I was singing in, in church one day. I was leading worship for a youth service, and um, I felt that the Lord speak to me and say, I want you to stop singing. And being that I was leading worship um, on stage, on stage, um, that was a very uncomfortable um, question for the Lord to ask me or something for him to ask of me. So my initial thought was no. And then he asked again. And the second time I was like, okay, maybe it really is you. And I was just thinking, man, I'm pretty much just making this up in my head. I have to be. And again, I said, well, I can't do that because then what will everyone else think of me? And I can't just stop. Mm -hmm. And so the third time again, he said, I want you to stop um, singing. And I want you to sing for those who can't hear you. And I want you to lead them into my presence. Um, At the time, I had no idea Mm -hmm. um, what that meant. And the Lord very graciously has guided me um, on, like you said, a journey to exposing me to the beauties of deaf people and deaf culture. But in all honesty, it was very much a Nineveh experience for me every step of the way. Um, But like I mentioned, the Lord was so gracious to just say, come and see what I have for you. And it's greater than anything that you could possibly have drawn up, mapped out, or perceived to want for yourself Mm.
1: and after that time um, what was your first real exposure into the deaf world so you feel the Lord give you this call and then you start to sort of step out on that path Uh, what was your first encounter like with deaf people
2: well with deaf people um, I don't know that I could say this was my first encounter But um, I told the Lord, okay, Lord, I'll take one ASL class. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because, I mean, I've been pursuing music and this degree and this desire my whole life. So to let- Negotiating. Yeah, Yeah. to let go of that, it's just a lot. So, but I'm willing and I will take one class in sign language. Mm. And um, it was difficult for me because. After going through that process and having an incredible experience in visual communication, language, um, being primarily hands up and voices off in the classroom, you had to thrive off everything that you could produce on your hands without communicating in any form or fashion that is natural to you.
1: And that's very different from what you're used to, especially if you're pursuing song and music and you're... uh, singing and and that's that's a totally different way of communicating
2: very different um it was you just taking all sound off of the table not being moved by it not letting it be your expression Mm. and just starting from a different place and I began to see such a beauty that lied in the quiet and the beauty that lied in a language that was so different than what I had understood language to be growing up. So from that moment on, my exposure with deaf people, I will just have to say the best word to describe it as is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in the normal sense that people would understand the definition of, of beauty, but more beautiful in the sense of there's just such an open embrace to allow me to journey through their people through their experiences through their culture through what education looks like for them in a way that gave me an opportunity to learn despite what i might become to give back and to me that was just such a definition of of beauty because i see and could recognize the same example that christ had shown me for so long Mm. in this people group which really transformed my Goal and pursuit to be all in with whatever Christ asked of me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so you continued on this journey. Uh, you you followed that path, and at least today, along the journey, it has you at Deaf Bible Society, and you're the uh, chief advocacy officer. So, what is it you're doing at the ministry? What are you leading there?
2: I like to tell people that I have the best job at Deaf Bible Society because I get to express all of the wins and the wonders that our team um, get to experience on the ground every day. And I get to be um, a mouthpiece for those victories and just the evidence that Christ is using people greatly to have the deaf community come to know him, specifically in the realm of translation for sign languages and for scripture engagement.
1: So you get to, um, you get to do kind of what we do on God signs each week, except you're working very closely with a lot of major donors and foundations and just the whole audience of people that are on this journey with us and get to tell them that story. Um, yeah, certainly, uh, very jealous that that's what you get to spend all of your time doing. Uh, that would be, uh, a wonderful role to have, uh. It, it, it leads me, um, the World Federation of the Deaf, uh, most people probably have no idea who they are, but they're an organization that have a lot of affiliations with United Nations and other things. They actually have something that has been celebrated for quite a while now. Many organizations have come on board, much like the Deaf Bible Society. that's called the um, International Week of the Deaf, and Within that week, there's the International Day of Sign Languages, which um, is actually, we're celebrating that uh, this, this week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. What, what, is the, what would you say the, the mission of International Week of the Deaf is? What, what is the purpose of that week?
2: Yeah, so this week they are pursuing the theme and the topic of sign language rights for all. And that marries so beautifully with what our team, the advocacy team at Deaf Bible Society, pursues daily and prays for daily and invites other people to join in the journey of. And that is for deaf individuals, for deaf communities to have the right to a sign language Bible and have the right to access it daily so that they themselves can have the opportunity to know receive and understand Christ in his fullness and so this week in from my perspective and from what our team sees it to be is really an opportunity for others to say there is rights for native sign language users to have an opportunity to scripture and to the body of Christ and to Christ himself and his through his word
1: yeah, absolutely I, I fully agree with that you know World Federation of the Deaf being a primi- primarily a secular organization, there's certainly uh, caveats to their mission within sign language rights, but um, completely agree with you. You know, uh, we, we've used this even before in engaging secular foundations. We say, you know, uh, sign language rights, say, it should be a right for deaf people to access the Bible in their sign language. So it's not you or I telling them this is right and you have to believe it, or this is wrong and you shouldn't believe it, or. But give them the ability to access the content and engage with it, and in their terms, let them decide. And in, and what we believe that let the Lord work through them mm-hmm. through engaging with His Word. Um, what would you What would you encourage those listening to think about as we enter into this week um, of the International Week of the Deaf?
2: I would encourage um, our listeners and our viewers to just take a moment and an opportunity to think on the very times that you encountered Christ in his fullness through scripture and how it transformed the way you respond to life daily.
0: Thank you so much, Chantel. Wow. I have to admit, Chantel's story made me pretty emotional. You see, I'm a musician myself, and I can well imagine how difficult it must have been for her to give up singing and to walk away from music as she has. But she was wise, and she understood that when God asks us to give up something precious to us, He has something even more precious on the way. Today, Chantal, along with many other talented people at Deaf Bible Society, are working with Bible translation teams all over the world to create something for deaf people that you and I take for granted, Bible translations in their native language that are completely accessible to deaf people around the globe. But they need your help in order to get this work done. Won't you please take a moment to go to godsigns.com and make a generous donation to this vital work. It won't take but a moment, but the results can impact deaf people for a lifetime. Please, we need your help. Godsigns.com. Thank you. Now here's Jr. with some final thoughts.
1: This week, as we begin to enter into that International Week of the deaf, for many of you, you're probably thinking, "Well, uh, it, it it just doesn't have a whole lot of uh, a pull on you. You haven't you haven't experienced that before. It's something brand new to you. But what I would encourage you to do is really set some time aside each day through this week. There are a whole lot of people around the world who are fighting for the rights of deaf people, for the rights of sign language. This, this year's theme is Sign Language Rights for All. And the World Federation of the Deaf has actually uh, put out different, uh, different talking points for each day this week, um, just talking through things like sign language rights for children, It's amazing to think about, even in the United States, the difficulty we have in providing resources and support to educators of deaf children so they can teach deaf children in their native language, American Sign Language. We have so many challenges in our country of accomplishing that, yet everywhere you look online, it's really easy to find a sign language class for hearing uh, infants and toddlers those that don't need it as a necessity uh, for communication, but as a luxury because our motor skills are there to make the signs before we can get our mouths and vocal cords to form the words. Uh, And so the science is a bit contradicting. And so there are people out there in the secular community fighting for these rights, sign language rights for all. But for you and me, there's something more than that. There's something deeper It's what we read about in Acts 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We have the ability, through making God's word available in every sign language, we have the ability to speak Christ, to be His witnesses of what He has done to show them the Gospels in their language so they can see it and not only have access to it, but experience life transformation because of His Word. So I would encourage you once again, won't you join us on this journey? Would you text PRAY to four 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 nine 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 and sign up uh, for our weekly prayer text just to be reminded So we can come together in unity, praying for deaf people all around the world who've yet to be given a presentation of the gospel in their sign language, that they would then receive it. Would you go to Godsigns.com? Would you consider partnering with us to help fund the projects that are taking place all around the world? that are either translating the Bible into a local sign language or distributing content that's already been translated so every deaf person, every single deaf person can have access to his word in their language so that they can have personal communion with God and community with his people. And together you and I will be able to rejoice hand in hand one day before the throne as we see a deaf person from every sign language in the world there worshiping the Lamb." Would you join us? And don't forget, at Godsigns.com you can share this program with your Deaf friends or family members in American Sign Language.
0: Let them be encouraged by what He's doing among their people. Thank you. Thank you, JR. Remember, this broadcast is also available online in a video version and interpreted in American Sign Language for Deaf people. So, if you have friends or family who are Deaf themselves, encourage them to visit godsigns.com, godsigns.com. Thanks for being a part of this program and for spreading the word about what we're trying to do. For J.R. Bucklew and Deaf Bible Society, I'm Marshall Lawrence. God bless you.
1: This program with your deaf friends or family members in American Sign Language.
0: Let them be encouraged by what he's doing among their people. Thank you. Thank you, J.R. Remember, this broadcast is also available online in a video version and interpreted in American Sign Language for deaf people. So if you have friends or family who are deaf themselves, encourage them to visit godsigns.com, godsigns.com. Thanks for being a part of this program and for spreading the word about what we're trying to do. For J.R. Bucklew and Deaf Bible Society, I'm Marshall Lawrence. God bless you.